Bobcat fans. Support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. It's the one is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Welcome back. Happy Monday. Hope you're having a phenomenal start to your week. Coulter Nuanas. Nuanas now. ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN MT app. We'll be back at it on the television tomorrow, but no TV today. So uh, if you want to see our bright, shiny, smiling faces, go download that ESPN MT app. Miss anything in the first hour of the show? Well, we got a national champion at the FCS level. South Dakota State knocked off North Dakota State. We uh, talked quite a bit about that game. Also heard a little bit from John Stigelmeyer, head coach of South Dakota State. We also gave you our Stockman Bank scoreboard, all the scores from the Big Sky Conference and from high school sports from over the weekend. We also talked about a couple of the latest transfers into the University of Montana. Uh, They got themselves a quarterback. Uh, More on that a little bit later on here as well. You can find all of it on the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by the M Store and the MSU Bookstore. Time now for the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. And now we're into the playoffs. Finally, Marty Mornaweg, more than 25 years in the NFL, here in studio with us. It's presented by Dazzler's Car Wash and Rome Student Housing. Coach, what's up, man? How you doing? Turn it up for the playoffs. I mean, we're here, right? National championship game tonight. There was another national championship game yesterday. You got playoff NFL football. What an exciting time. Did you watch the the FCS National Championship game Are you kidding me? Absolutely. Now, I will tell you, I was flipping it back and forth between them and the NFL game. I was cooking breakfast. I was cooking brunch, I should say, because about 1030. I'm like, oh, man, two sweet games on. And I was like, man, I don't know. I'm not going to want to change it off Bill's Patriots. Mm-hmm. But then it, it hit about right because the halftime was about when that game was starting. So you got to go kind of back and forth. Then the Bills kind of ran away with it. So I actually watched a lot of it, too. It was a, a fun game. Yeah, I watched. Uh, well, I will say I, I was flipping it back and forth until probably somewhere in the fourth quarter. Uh, and I didn't mean to, but then I, I flipped it to an NFL game and never flipped it back and had to look at my phone for the final score. Because South Dakota State was just a much better team, at least on that day. They were for sure. And I thought it was, uh, you know, we, we always try to put it in perspective of the Montana schools, but I thought that you could see, first of all, and, and you, you'll appreciate this as somebody that's coached in college and in, in the pros. I think that one of the reasons South Dakota State was finally, finally able to catch North Dakota State is they got a front row seat to it. They're in the same conference. They're rivals. They play every single year. They've played every single year for decades and decades and decades. And so South Dakota State knew exactly what you needed to do to figure out a way to beat North Dakota State. They built it for 10 years, and then they finally did. Well, that's right. And if you're in the same conference as a team that has won so many national championships, is all you do is you're trying to dominate your conference. So if you catch them you likely will win a national championship. That's right. That's kind of like when I was in Baltimore. We would draft and free agent. We would utilize. We would, the thought process of, 
okay, what's this man going to help us? How is this man going to help us beat the Pittsburgh Steelers? I mean, that's who we were always gunning for. However, once you do that and dominate your division, then you will... Uh, you must beat other teams that are built quite a little bit differently as well. What else do you have going on this weekend? Oh, my gosh, what a great weekend. We had a little Paradise Falls action. Nice. Fantastic. little Sushihana. Oh, what a fabulous place that is. Uh, Great service at both places. Too fantastic. And then... And then a lot of football. Yeah, that's right. So that's the way to do it. You don't have to be on the road for football. You just get to enjoy the dinners out on Friday, Saturday, yeah. and then uh, go uh, watch it on Sunday. That's the, that's the way to go for I sure. I will tell you, Lindsay and I, it would be really rare for us to actually go out to dinner during the season. Totally. We, we might go out to dinner after a 1 o'clock uh, Sunday game, we might go out to dinner sure. uh, briefly. Uh, certainly on the bye week, we might go out to dinner. But it was very rare. Now, are you kidding me? <laughs> Sushihani? Sushihana? Is that how you say you it, got, right? You got I say it right. And then Paradise Falls. Uh, back-to-back days. Two more things before we uh, jump into some NFL stuff. First of all, uh, you probably noticed the bronze, but that's an old-school bronze of Bill Kohler. He was inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame today. Do you have? Did you have any crossover with him? Bill Kohler, obviously, older than you when he was playing at Montana State by about a decade. Yeah. But he coached in the NFL for so long. Did you have any crossover with him? What, are you Kohler? kidding me? This guy? <laughs> Congratulations to him, first of all. Second of all, what a character. This he man is, is such a character. He is funny, tough, skilled, uh, excellent coach, and obviously was a great, great player at Montana State and for many years in the NFL. But, oh, my gosh, what a character. I always enjoy being around him. Also, I saw they, they were selected. They get inducted like uh, like a year from now, I like think, in December yeah, right, right. of 23, right down in Vegas somewhere. But uh, uh, a few guys that I coached. Cool. Uh, a few, uh, many of them, most of them I coached against. But you got the great Brian Westbrook. Is being inducted along with Bill Kohler, uh, you know, among others, uh, uh, the the receiver out of Missouri, uh, Jeremy, uh, Macklin. Jeremy Macklin. Yeah, he was a great player. Had both of those in yeah, Philadelphia, in Philly, yeah. and and coached against a bunch of those guys that are going in to the College Football Hall of Fame in December. Uh, very cool. Uh, tip of the hat to the FCS as well. You know, Coach Kohler. Yes, in this capacity, Bill Kohler was. I mean, he's an outstanding player at Montana State. He's the MVP of the Senior Bowl, nineteen seventy three, and that was when Montana State was still Division two. I mean, that was the first time that had ever happened that a small school guy had been the MVP of the Senior Bowl. That was also before you know back in the day when hardly anybody was going early. So if you were the MVP of the Senior Bowl, you were all of a sudden one of the best prospects in the country, and that's exactly what happened. I mean, he was a first round draft pick because of that. But a tip of the hat to the FCS because Brian Westbrook was also Westbrook and uh, Villanova FCS guy out of Villanova. Yeah, so. I mean there's. There's probably more one uh, AA and Division two players uh, that are fabulous players than most people well, for sure. recognize. I think it's around 10% in the NFL, and it's a little bit sick. Like, sometimes they're a little more, sometimes they're a little less than that. But uh, <clears throat> now, these uh, men that play at... You you know SEC or or the the Pac-12 now and the the Big 12 all those schools uh, 
they they matured pretty early or on time sure. and were highly recruited typically and those type of things. But some of these guys, man, uh, a couple of my buddies, they didn't mature till they were like 20, 21. Yeah, right. And then all of a sudden they go from 5'10 to 6'3". And, and so some, every now and then, uh, you'll get a heck of a player that likely matured a little later than others coming from a Division two school or one double-A. I mean, J.J. Watt in a nutshell, right? J.J. Watt was like a 6'3 tight end, went to Central Michigan, yep. didn't like it, decided to move back to Madison, deliver some pizzas, walked on to Wisconsin, boom, he's 6'7 all of a sudden, and boom, he's an NFL All-Pro. We're getting off on a tangent, <laughs> yeah. but I will tell you, that the, 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 a huge percentage of the college all-star teams. These aren't uh, four- and five-star guys. 100%. Many of them are three, some are two. Some were walk-ons. I've coached a lot of men in the NFL that walked on in college and were free agents in the NFL. And they played for 8, 10, 12, or more even years. Gary Plummer was one of those. He played for like 14 years at the middle linebacker spot. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Marty Mornowig in studio. Last point on that. You, you are reminded of the greatness that's come from the FCS, too, when the awards come out. And the Walter Payton Award, the Buck Buchanan Award, the Jerry Rice Award were all handed down uh, this last weekend. Lindsey Scott Jr. of Incarnate Word won the Walter Payton Award. Zeke Vandenberg of uh, Illinois State won the Buck Buchanan Award. And Giovanni McCoy of Idaho won the uh, Jerry Rice Award. But all three of those guys, Walter Payton, Jerry Rice, Buck Buchanan, three of the greatest players in the history of the game, all came uh, from the uh, the FCS level. The Monday Afternoon Quarterback presented in part by Rome Student Housing. Do you or your student or aspiring student need a convenient, affordable place to live while attending the University of Montana? Look no farther than Rome Student Housing. Located on Front Street, just a 10-minute walk from the UM campus and a 10-minute walk from downtown Missoula, Rome offers a variety of living options from University of Montana students, high-speed Wi-Fi packages, and full TV, including the NFL Network, comes with your unit. Each unit has a full-size washer and dryer, plus uh, each unit has a full bathroom, so no more waiting for the shower. Rome offers pet-friendly apartments, and you can also tune your bike or your skis in the community tune room. For more information and a virtual tour, visit Live at Rome. Dot com. Uh, a couple things on the uh, the news side of things, Coach, to get to before we get into the way that the playoff field uh, eventually and ultimately shook out with the regular season in the NFL ending yesterday. Uh, as always, the Monday after the regular season uh, is when a lot of uh, heads roll. And we saw Lovey Smith actually get dismissed yesterday. And uh, then today, probably the biggest news in the coaching uh, carousel world, Cliff Kingsbury out uh, in Arizona it's a tough time this uh, next couple days when you have uh, a disappointing season, right? Look, it's fabulous things happen uh, in athletics. Great, great things. And then every night some bleep happens. And some of it is a man might find himself as a head coach in a position where it's almost impossible, which I think likely was the case in Houston. That's right. right? Yeah. See, I thought Lovey Smith got a raw deal because Houston wasn't any good, but they also weren't supposed to be any good. I mean, they were about the the team that fulfilled exactly their expectation better than anybody in the league this year. Yeah, and then, and then, and so now looking back on it, uh, you, you know, the conspiracy theories was David Culley the, the year before, and, and this man were they just kind of one year deals on purpose 
because of draft pick. Now they're going to start building it right. with, with their draft picks last year and their draft picks this year and, and then the next go. So timing is a big deal. Now, one thing that I suspect that many people don't think of is it's just not the head coach and his family. Right. It's all the assistants typically. Right. Yeah. Sometimes the strength and conditioning coaches, sometimes the the training staff. So because some head coaches want to come in and want to bring all of their if they're experienced, right? Uh, and they've been a head coach before, they want to bring all those those guys in because of the familiarity and the trust factor. Having watched Hard Knocks, there's this is the third season of the in-season Hard Knocks. After having watched most of that over my Christmas break, I was not surprised at all that Cliff Kingsbury was was let go. It, it was so striking to me because they showed him in the post game every single time. He's, he's positive, coach. Whatever, but he said the same thing every post game. He said, "Gentlemen, we can't prepare any harder than this. We can't play any harder than this. We're going to get them next week." And it's like, man, at some point, like as you know well better than anybody. Everybody in the league is preparing really hard. Everybody in the league is playing really hard. You got to have find something extra besides just that, right? Yeah, and that that does get old. But I will tell you that uh, publicly, uh, and and if it's true, if your players are practicing hard, yeah. preparing yeah. hard, yeah. playing hard, all those things, right? Then scheme comes into play, right? Uh, you, you've got to do a good job there. The, the coaching part, all the culture, all of those things go into it. However. The Houston Texans weren't going to win many more than three games. I mean, five games would have been uh, a terrific deal because of the talent level. Usually when things like this occur, when you've got uh, a three-win team and I believe one tie, right? Uh, you look at the coach or you look at the character of the players or or, or they're not playing hard or these type of things. Normally, the team's not built properly. They're just not good enough yet, at least. Or and or in many cases as correlate inexperienced right. NFL players because great players with some experience typically win you games throughout the course of an NFL season. And I think that's why the, you see this move with Cliff Kingsbury because last year Arizona started seven and zero, then they fell off the map. They lost I think six out of their last seven going into the playoffs, and then this year they win four games, and they have. DeAndre Hopkins, an All-Pro. I mean, James Conner, who's been an All-Pro. They got an up-and-coming superstar in Kyler Murray, a quarterback. They got Zach Ertz, a former All-Pro tight end. They got J.J. Watt. I mean, Buda Baker. They have so many brand-name guys. I think that's part of the reason why they probably made a move there in Arizona. Yeah, they had to make the move. He had been there too long to have this type of sort of devastating back-to-back years of collapses about midseason. So so when you have collapses uh, towards the end of the year, there's two things that, that come to mind right away. Scheme. You have to stay yeah. a step ahead yeah. of your next opponent. That's the first thing. Second thing is the whole system, the whole philosophy. You want your team playing their very best down the stretch yeah. and into the playoffs. So so how you prepare, how you practice, all of those things, plus the scheme, uh, sort of I question there just a little bit with the Cardinals. Cliff Kingsbury, the latest casualty that made the jump from college, he was at Texas Tech, uh, to the NFL. These are the guys that have come from college to the NFL since 2000. Urban Meyer, Shortest tenure in NFL history. Matt Rule, who came from Baylor to coach the Carolina Panthers, he went 11-27 out midseason this season. Bill O'Brien, who came from Penn State, he was actually pretty good at the Texans before the whole thing 
unraveled on him. Chip Kelly was pretty good with the Eagles. Those are the only two guys on this list besides Jim Harbaugh that have winning records. But Doug Marone losing record, Greg Schiano losing record, Bobby Petrino losing record, even Nick Saban losing record, Steve Spurrier, Butch Davis. I guess the uh, the sample size here, Coach, says that uh, it's just a completely different game to be a head coach in the NFL than it is in, in college football. Well, it's a different game on the field as well as how you operate. You're dealing with totally. grown men. Some of the men that I've coached were older than me back in the day. Totally. Uh, they, they, uh, some of these men have three, four kids. Uh, Joe Flacco's got a bunch of kids. You know, well, And that's while they're playing. right? So it's, it is a different uh, type of situation. I will say that Jimmy Johnson did a nice job. And he said uh, publicly, he has said nice he adjusted. Right. He had to adjust the way he operated, and some of these college coaches just don't, and they, they refuse to do it. Even though they may understand it, they just can't do that uh, and give up all of the control. Because as, as a college coach, you have to be in control. You've got classes. You've got recruiting. You know, I'm talking player. You've got uh, – these are young, uh, growing, maturing men. Totally. Once you get into the NFL now, uh, uh, you know, there still needs to be some, and you still have a great influence on them. Uh, I will say the last thing on a college coach, a head coach, jump into a head coach in the NFL. I think it is always very good uh, of odds if the man – had been an assistant sure. for several years. Not right. one, not right. two, but several years in the NFL atmosphere. I think that that might be able to make that man adjust just a little bit better. Uh, Coughlin. Coughlin, Coughlin. Coughlin was a long-time sure. NFL sure. coach. Went to college. Uh, Boston had success and then made the jump uh, as a head coach from college to the NFL. But he had so much experience in the NFL, he was able to adjust just a little bit. It's a great point. Cliff Kingsbury had almost no experience in the NFL besides as sort of a backup quarterback, journeyman during his career. But then it was all college, and he basically had no experience as an assistant, period. He was just a head coach and then a head coach in the NFL. Uh, so interesting circumstances. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Marty Mornoweg in studio with me, Coulter Nuanez. As presented in part by Dazzler's Car Wash. Dazzler's Car Wash has an unlimited package starting at $31. You can get an unlimited package, uh, the legacy unlimited package, that is, for $37. Go check out Dazzler's Car Wash right next door to us. The NFL playoff field is set. We'll do that next. Plus, we got a $50 gift card to Dazzler's for you. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. For unquestionably committed coverage of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics from a homegrown local source, you can count on Skyline Sports. The grassroots news-gathering organization is owned and operated by Coulter and Brooks Nuanas, a pair of Missoula natives and University of Montana graduates. For the best sports journalism in the state, you can choose to buy local when you choose to buy Skyline Sports. For $8 a month or $90 a year, you can get the best coverage available at SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports, every day, every season. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Allman Brothers for you here on your Monday. Welcome back. Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television, but not today. We'll be back on the tube tomorrow. But if you want to see us, tune into the ESPN MT app as well. Also get that app going because it's a great way to follow along. Grizz Hockey, Grizz Lacrosse, and this show live and archive. Coulter Nuwana's coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. 
was Little Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years, and happy to say so. I'm joined in studio by my great friend and one of my favorite guys to talk football with, Marty Mornawig, more than 25 years in the NFL, and uh, we are talking our way around the NFL playoffs. Coach, I want to get into this not for by who made it, but by who didn't, because I think it's such a, an indication of how competitive the NFL was. I, they have the draft pick order now, and they had the, the teams listed 1 through 18 of teams that didn't make the playoffs. And I, and I know that every team in the NFL, basically, except for maybe the Texans this year, basically harbored some sort of aspirations of success. But just in terms of objective analysis, you go down the line of all the teams that aren't in the playoffs – and it was a, a big-time disappointment for the Arizona Cardinals, the Indianapolis Colts, the Denver Broncos, the defending Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams, the Raiders, the Titans, the Browns, the Patriots, the Steelers, and then last night it came to a bitter end for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. But to me, that just shows you how crazy competitive the NFL is because you got 14 teams in. you got 10 more that thought they absolutely should have been in or, and are thinking what's next moving forward. And it just shows you how much co- competition there is in the league. Yeah, competition, parity is what the NFL sure. wants. Uh, all, many of their rules are 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 instilled just, be, just to create the parity because totally. how exciting was it? There it was were great. so many teams that were in the playoff scenario. Up until week 18. Totally. You got 17 playing weeks and one bye week. That makes week 18. Week 18, there were so many teams involved, so many different scenarios. If one team beat uh, this team, then it went on and on and on. I even got to the point where uh, I looked up what a tie did for, (laughs) you know, and then, okay, that does them no good, so they better play for the win and all those things. So uh, it's, it's, it's really, really exciting, and they've built that thing. Uh, from many, 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 many decades ago, they've built that thing in to just an exciting organization. Well, and then it's like the Lions and the Commanders, they both maybe didn't have that big of preseason expectations. Then they play their way into having it, so then they were playing big games down the stretch as well. And I thought both those franchises deserve a lot of credit because both those teams, they were out of the playoffs before yesterday started, but they were playing two teams that were, one, the Cowboys playing for the division, not so fast. Sam Howell and the Commanders whooped them, whooped up on the Dallas Cowboys. And then last night, that was a great showing of pride and a great way for Dan Campbell and the Lions to go out with a little bit of momentum in the offseason. They didn't make the playoffs, but 9-8 and eight in Detroit with a win to knock out the Packers at Lambeau. A pretty good first year for Dan Campbell. Well, Dan Campbell has to dress a little bit better on the sidelines in January in Green Bay. His nose was just so red. His whole face was red. I mean, come on, Dan. Do your team a service and, and, and get yourself. But I like Dan Campbell. I'm biased towards the Lions because there's a couple other guys that I'm very good totally. friends with that are coaching there. And what a statement that they made sort of down the stretch. Uh, tough, physical football team uh, that, that has some creativity on offense. I will tell you, I did agree with, I believe it was Chris Collinsworth, uh, that said, oh, uh, that play might not have been called if the playoffs were on the line Sure, for, for, for the Lions. But they played very, very aggressively. And, in fact, I texted a couple of guys, man, what a bright future. Uh, that they have there in Detroit. I mean, they definitely played above their heads more than uh, maybe anybody in the league, and uh, it was a great first year. I was in that situation a couple times. I remember with the Jets, uh, 
What were we? Seven and eight. That was back with the yeah. 16 game schedule. Went to Miami. Is all Miami had to do was win that one game to get in the playoffs. And what a great rallying cry. And what a great feeling when you knock somebody out of the playoffs. And that was sort of uh, the, the Lions feeling there. However, they got it right at the last moment. They got the news that they were out. I know. Right at the last moment. Because Seattle and, and Los Angeles went to overtime. The Seahawks needed a kick at the end of overtime, so that game literally ended like 45 minutes before Sunday Night Football even started. How about that, though? I've never been on a team that, uh, and I've played a few of these, but we always yeah. won them, but you win and you're in. Right. And you lose it. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. That is a, you know, because the other team that you're playing, they already have their plane tickets. Right. They already have their cars started, uh, right? They, they're already packed up. Uh, you know, all those things, and you lose that game, that is a tough pill to swallow. Before we get into the playoff field, uh, last thing on last night's season finale for the regular season, Green Bay losing Aaron Rodgers. Uh, it was an interesting scene. He was he was not happy. As as expected, he's a, he's a great competitor. I also thought, though, you know, I, I heard from a, an NFL GM one time, that a great quarterback is going to get you to 8-8. Eight eight. You just need to get some other guys around him to get you to 10-11-12. I think that Aaron Rodgers did about as good as he could do this year, but that's exactly what they were, 8-9, and, and they're out of the playoffs in Green Bay. Well, that's an interesting way of putting it, building an NFL team for the stretch run and then into the playoffs. It, it, it takes everybody. From the right guard to the pass rushers to the nickel back to the long snapper to the kicker to the putt. I mean, it takes everybody uh, to make it to the playoffs. Now, now I will say there's a couple teams in the playoffs because they expanded it. Sure. That I, I question whether they should even be there, right? And I'm not sure they're all that good. However... Each game is its own entity. So if a team slips in, they can be dangerous because anybody can beat anybody in the National Football League on any given day, right? So if it's one of those days, you could see a big upset or two. Monday afternoon quarterback, Coach Marty Mornaway, joining me, Coulter Nuanas, in studio here, uh, coming to you on ESPN Radio and the ESPN MT app. Want a $50 gift card to Dazzler's Car Wash? Keep that undercarriage of your car clean all winter long. We got 50 bucks to Dazzler's right next door to us here on Radio Way. All you got to do is call us. We're going to call our number 7 406 888 1029. That's 888 1029. Call right now, 888 1029. We got a $50 gift card for you to Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula, number 7 406 888 1029. Two, nine. So, uh, Coach, what do you think of the reformatting of the playoffs? Because it used to be that the top two seeds got by yes. us. Now just top one. I think that's pretty tough because if, if you're the two seed, you're one of the three or four best teams in the NFL. To not get a bye anymore, that's pretty tough. Yes, and and typically I'm still getting used to it. For sure. Right, right. I, I still And I so I suspect the fellows that are playing and coaching in the NFL are still trying to become accustomed to it because you had you had certain goals and ambition and all that. 
and, and, and one was was to get in, dominate your division, right? Get into the playoffs, get a bye week, right? Get home game. All of those things come into play. And typically when you're in the playoffs, most teams are somewhere in the middle of that. You know, they may or may not get a home game. They may or may not get a bye-in. Now you only have two teams getting buys. I, I would suspect that's a huge advantage for those teams uh, that are getting buys because the other thing that counts – down the stretch and then making a run into the playoffs is the health of your team. I mean, that's a big – so they get an extra week to get the minor things, uh, the, the banged-up fellas, a little bit more healthy. It was cool this year, too, because the number one seed remained open until until Saturday because yeah. then the Chiefs went and sealed it, and then Sunday the Eagles had to win against the Giants to seal the number one seed. Uh, but the number one seeds – Two teams that you know very well, the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, which you spent decade-plus there in Philly, and then your great friend Andy Reid, once again, the Kansas City Chiefs, number one team in the AFC. And you look at those two teams, what do they have? They're well-built. They, they've got really good quarterbacks. I mean, one uh, may be a Hall of Famer as long as he just oh, he's simply stays healthy. Oh, he's a Hall of right? Famer. Yeah. And then the other one is building up yeah. to be a Hall of Fame type guy if he can keep this rolling for more than a handful of years here. So, you know, that, those quarterbacks and the wins really, really correlate. Now, I will say... The San Francisco 49ers. This is a fascinating type thing. Reminds me of the great Earl Morrill when he was backing up the great Johnny Unitas and then and then Bob Greasy, right? Yeah. And, you know, so it, it goes all the way back. Now he was a number two guy, right? He was a backup. This man is a rookie seventh round, end of the seventh round, uh, uh, a rookie third team guy. So. Uh, I suspect, though, that at some point, you know, remember, they were going to get Jimmy Grapple out of there. Right. And, and then this man was likely going to be the backup. So uh, they probably thought highly of this young man, not only when they drafted him, right, uh, but but uh, throughout uh, uh, the offseason and training camp. The Niners, the two seed in the NFC. So here's how your seeds are, are, are playing out. Kansas City's one in the AFC, the Bills two, Bengals three. Jags as the AFC South division champions and winners of six out of their last seven. They get up to the four seed. The Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers, who are hot, uh, they got up to number five. The Ravens are number six and the Dolphins are number seven. In the NFC, the Eagles are one, Niners two, Vikings are third. The Bucks are fourth despite their losing record because they were division champions. Cowboys are the fifth seed, the Giants are the sixth seed, and uh, the Seahawks are the seventh seed. So two more questions on this broad scope, Coach. Uh, Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, Marty Mornowake in studio with us here on ESPN Radio. Who's your MVP? Because Jalen Hurts was running away with this thing early, I guess even late, but then he missed a couple games, and all of a sudden... Kansas City gets just keeps on winning, and all of a sudden they're the number one seed. Where are we at? Well, what a great year Patrick Mahomes had in the Kansas City Chiefs. However, uh, I look at I'm biased towards both of these young men because sure. I know them both, but I, I do know Jalen a little bit better uh, because I coached him his rookie year. I'm going with Jalen Hurts. I think the two weeks off with a with a significant right shoulder throwing shoulder injury. May have helped him in the MVP race because it showed how valuable. Because they went zero and two. Right, they went zero and two without without Jalen Hurts. In fact, I texted him. I said they're missing your presence, right? And he didn't play that well uh, this past game. He didn't play that well. He's on a hell of a team, but his presence 
He, I'm just telling you there are some young men who can elevate those around them, and he's one of those young men. Why? Because he's diligent. He's a hard worker. He's talented. He's a great leader of men in a pretty quiet way, totally. in a pretty humble way. But oh, what great confidence that exudes out of his pores when you get him one-on-one. So you can tell I'm biased towards him, but I say, now, here's the other thing, right? How about North Dakota State Watson? I believe his name's Christian, Christian Watson. Watson for the Packers. He should be the offensive rookie, rookie of, the year. Uh, yeah. of the year. You know, I, I'm hoping, because I got to meet him when I hung with North Dakota State. I was rooting hard for North Dakota totally, State to win totally, the game. You know now, my wife wasn't. But once you go spend four or five days with the fellas, totally. it's kind of like we're mates. We're teammates. Totally. You know, we're mates. You know, yeah. well, what was that Crocodile Dundee movie? <laughs> we're right. mates. You know, and, and, and so I was rooting hard for North Dakota State. But uh, And I got to meet this young man, watch him work out after the practice. Well, in, in his, I made a couple calls. Going, hey, and look at I, I. I wasn't quite as familiar with the fellas coming out because it, it was in the spring. I said, wherever you got this guy, move him up. Yeah, uh, because he's 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 built for it, and the guy looks like he's fifteen. Uh, so <laughs> he, 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 I mean, his best years may be year three, four, or five, and he's already very, very good. Yeah, he'll certainly be one of the one of the main candidates for offense rookie of the year, probably battling Kenneth Walker from the Seahawks, and maybe a couple others in there. But Christian Watson definitely had a great rookie year, especially the second half of that rookie year. Uh, he really came on strong. It, it's fascinating to see this version of Mahomes, right? Because at first he was the breakout star, the Cinderella. Everybody loved him. And then he, he started seeing all these different defenses. He got through that. He got through that. They sort of hit a roadblock where they didn't go to the Super Bowl. But now he's back to that same form. And then this year it was kind of just like, hey, man, we're going to find whatever way we can to win. doesn't matter. Just give me the ball last, and we'll figure out a way to do it. It's not crazy. It's not spectacular. He's spectacular every time he touches the ball. But this version of Mahomes is sort of like the mature version of Mahomes. It's it's cool to watch because you, you've seen this. Sometimes when guys break out, then all of a sudden they can't ever sustain that level, that greatness. And he is figuring out a way to sustain it. It's impressive. Uh, he's an impressive young man. I will tell you, NFL quarterbacks, they get to the point uh, where only winning matters to them, right? They they piled up so many statistics and so many awards and MVPs. I remember Brett Favre. I coached him in Green Bay, moved to San Francisco, and I was going to coach uh, the Pro Bowl over in Hawaii. And Brett uh, obviously got selected for it. And, we, uh, you know, we were compadres because we were together for a couple years there in Green Bay. I called, I said, Brett, why aren't you coming to the Pro Bowl? I said, what are you, crazy? This is awesome. You know, he's going, coach, I needed it for a few years. Right. I don't really need the Pro Bowl anymore. I went, I got you, big fella. We'll see you on the field next year. But so my point is Patrick Mahomes is probably at that point. Yeah. He only cares about winning and winning another Super Bowl. Yeah, no doubt about it. Marty Mornoway in studio with us here on ESPN Radio. It's the Monday Afternoon Quarterback. Presented by Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. Uh, last couple things about this playoff field. First of all, you look at those top, the, the seven seeds in, in the AFC. And, and Lamar Jackson's kind of to, to be determined right now. But just in its, in its essence, you got Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, and Tua Tagovailoa. That's a pretty unbelievable stacked set of AFC quarterbacks. Yeah, you go back. 
to your thought process. Quarter, great quarterback at eight and eight. But look at these quarterbacks. For sure. What do they have that uh, a couple really good quarterbacks that didn't make it? Aaron Rodgers is one sure. didn't make the playoff. They have a t- pretty good team. For sure. That's, that's set. They've got some defense. They've got some special teams. They've got a line, right? How do you build a team? This is my philosophy. You build it inside out. O-line and quarterback. Yep. Pass rushers and cover men. And then you go from there, right? Because those are the most important aspects of playing a really good football in the NFL. And I mentioned the quarterback. You mentioned all those great, great quarterbacks. There's, there's some Hall of Famers in that For in sure. that list, right? There. And it's sort of the new guard, though, too, which is cool, right? These are all, every single one of those guys I just named is under 30. And that's that's uh, the most impressive part about it. That, that's uh, The AFC is going to be good. For a really long time. Uh, last thing on the NFC field, the Bucks, the NFC South division champion, so they get the four seed and they get to host a Cowboys team coming off a butt kicking to their rival Washington Commanders uh, on Monday Night Football, no less. What do we think of the Bucks getting a home game despite having a losing record? We go back. This is a little old school, right? Uh, the, the mentality and philosophy. What's the first thing you must do is dominate your division. They won their division. So the way I look at it is they earned it because they won their division, right? Uh, the, the, these other teams that have to go on the road with a sometimes much better record, they didn't win their division. That's where it all starts. So uh, that's going to be a... That's going to be really interesting. There's some really pressure on the Cowboys. There's a bunch of pressure that on was, the Cowboys. That was that was horrendous. Oh, the you, other day. I mean, to have a chance to to I mean, the Cowboys were in the mix for the division title and the one seed, and to no show and get killed by a Washington Commanders team that's out that's starting a fifth round draft pick for his first career NFL. Sorry, I mean, that's a bad loss to end the regular season. So one of two things is going to happen down there in Tampa. The great Tom Brady keeps him. Keeps the Cowboys sort of crushed, or the Cowboys use yeah. the embarrassment, totally right, uh, as a little fire, and then they go down and and I would expect that game to be pretty close, just because Tampa has an underrated defense. They haven't played up to schedule yet. Maybe they play uh, their style of defense in the playoffs, and they've got the great Tom Brady. That's going to be a, a fabulous game. In Tampa. It's going to be an unbelievable wild card weekend. We'll go through each and every matchup. Plus, we'll give you some thoughts on tonight's FBS National Championship game. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. ESPN Radio. On the note of the roads, it is uh, it's hairy out there. We got like freezing temperatures, but also a little bit of rain, a little bit of snow. It's really icy, so be careful if you're driving around. Jack Weatherman says we're going to have all sorts of icy conditions all through the evening into tomorrow morning. So uh, drive slow, take your time. Welcome back, Duanas. Now ESPN Radio, as well as the ESPN MT app. We will be rolling right into the FBS National Championship game. The uh, TCU Horned Frogs 
playing the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, Sportsbet Montana's got the Georgia line at minus 13 and a half. Wow, two score favorites for the Bulldogs. They are the defending champs. TCU has been spun as this uh, Cinderella underdog, which I think is funny. They are a smaller school, 12,000 students, but they got a $2.5 billion endowment. I mean, you're talking about the guys and gals that graduate from TCU and then stay in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex area. There's a little coin there, so you can you can keep up with the Joneses either way. What do you think of this game tonight, Coach? By the way, Marty Mornowick in studio with us. What do you think of the matchup tonight? Yeah, there's a little oil in Texas, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, look, I, Georgia's a fantastic team. Uh, common sense tells you that Georgia beats them up. However, however... That line is so big. It is. Right? And 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 my only question mark is Georgia's defense is not like it has been for the past couple of years, certainly last year, right? And we were talking about this off mic. Yep. And you said that's the one of the best defenses you've ever seen last certainly year. Certainly the most talented. Which, which I agree with. Uh, however, if TCU can put some points up, right? It's not like TCU hadn't played anybody. And that Georgia defense giving up some points, I, I I can see this being a really interesting, exciting, maybe a little bit higher scoring game. I think they have the over under pretty high at sixty, low sixties or something like that. At, at, at the Division One college football, maybe they're always in the sixties. It's not like yeah. the NFL. Unless you had Georgia's defense of no, last totally, year, totally for sure. Right. So I think it'll be. I'm I'm really excited. To watch the game, especially in the second half, if it's a good game. Yeah, I hope so, too. I hope it will be a good game. We will dive right into that game here in about 10 minutes. We'll probably get in there uh, a little bit into uh, the the first quarter here. The game actually kicked earlier uh, than normal, so I'll get a score update for you here. Uh, looks like we are only about a minute in, so 0-0 with 14 minutes to go in the first quarter. So we, uh, we'll dive right into that once... Uh, we finish up here with Nuanas Now. Thanks to our great sponsors, Dazzler's Car Wash and Rome Student Housing. Here is your wild card schedule for this next weekend. That's one part that is great about seven teams in each conference making it. You get a full slate of NFL playoff football. So Saturday, you got the Seahawks at the Niners division battle. Uh, that's 2.30. And then 6.15, Saturday night football, you got the Chargers at the Jaguars. Sunday, your morning game, Dolphins at Bills, a little AFC East showdown. 2.30, the Giants at the Vikings. And then the uh, night game on Sunday, Ravens at Bengals, a rematch from this last week. And then on Monday, Cowboys play at the Bucks. Uh, Coach, what do you think of, the first of all, the Ravens-Bengals rematch? It, it, how hard is that if you just played the team the week before? Yeah, so you use some strategy going into that last game as well. Now, the Ravens set a few fellas just to get them out. They, like, threw their hands up. And said, all yeah, right, right, we're going with our thirteen quarterback and right. we're going to rest some guys and those type of things. So so then, game plan-wise and schematically, you're not quite saving things, but you've already game planned for the second game. Right. Cincinnati, I'm not sure, did that. So they'll be game planning off the last couple, including this last one, that they've played against the Baltimore Ravens. What, what else do you think of these matchups? I mean, the the interdivision matchups like Seahawks, Niners, Dolphins, Bills, does that add an extra fold? Do those, I mean, those are the sevens versus the twos. Does the seven seeds have any uh, uh, juice because they're from the same division? Once you get into the playoff realm where it's one and you're done or one and you continue, throw out the seeding. 
Now, the home field advantage is big, especially in certain situations, sure. certain certain stadiums. But but I will say, uh, it's if I, like here's a stat: the Cowboys, I believe, are one and four on the road on grass. Whoa, going to Tampa. So that perked up my ears. Going really, that's that's a little bit more. Than just, just a coincidence, a coincidence yeah. or some uh, some of those things tend to be cyclic, but but there are some teams that are built to play at their stadium at home. It might be a little faster, dome teams and so forth. But there's some fascinating matchups. Don't be surprised if there's one or two really crazy upsets this weekend. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. That's what we we'll get you out of here then on. I, I do think that uh, the Niners against the Seahawks and the Bills against the Dolphins, the two seeds are, are decided favorites in those games. Lamar Jackson, the mystery around his availability, makes it uphill sledding for Baltimore. So you think that interdivision game with the Bengals probably goes since he's way. ton of pressure on the Cowboys-Bucks. That's going to be fascinating. But it's the other two games that I'm really looking at that are going to be really good because I think the Chargers are better than the Jaguars, but the Jaguars are one of the hottest teams in the league, and they're at home. And I think the other one is... I don't know how much better the Vikings are than the Giants, even though that's the three versus the six. Uh, I think that both those road teams, Los Angeles Chargers, New York Giants, they both have a chance to make a little noise. Yeah, and look at the Jaguars. They're they're sort of hot, which is good for them. But they are getting all the bounces. I mean, that bounce that won them the game to get in, to, oh, to get in the division and get in. Oh, my gosh. What was there? Like two and a half minutes left, two minutes, 40 seconds or something, and they get a strip, sack, phone, the ball bounces right, and boom, touchdown. They win the division right there against a third-team quarterback. So uh, that that's going to be interesting. I I, I wouldn't uh, uh, be surprised if a couple home teams don't win uh, the, this this round of the playoffs. It'll be really interesting to see how all the dominoes fall. Uh, I don't know why. Well, I do know why. I think the Vikings won in in some pretty. Uh, Lucky's not the way to say it. Lucky, the Vikings got very fortunate this year. They pulled out a couple big-time games. But when the dust all settles, I mean, this is the second most wins the Vikings have had in my time following the Vikes over the last 30 years. And so uh, we'll, we'll see. But I, I do think that uh, Brian Dable's done a hell of a job in New York, and I think that even though they didn't, they played with all their backups this last week, they're still a dangerous squad. They are. However, uh, the Minnesota Vikings, you use the word fortunate. They yeah. sure were. However... They're a heck of a football team. I mean, 13 wins doesn't lie. And they got a little bit fortunate. Can that fortune keep coming? To win a Super Bowl sometimes, you need a bounce of the ball to go your way. The great players tend to make the great plays right at the right moment. So if your best players can have some really good games throughout the playoffs, and maybe sometimes every now and then, it's one of the unknown players. That makes a game-changing type of play. If those two things can happen, you have a really good shot of winning the whole thing. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, presented by Rome Student Housing and Dazzler's Car Wash. Great time, man. Thanks man, for being here. Man, let's, let's juice it up. We will be back at it 4 p.m. tomorrow. We got Danny Sprinkle, Montana State head men's basketball coach, and Travis DeCure, Montana head men's basketball coach. We'll hear from Brian Holsinger, Lady Grizz head coach. We got our Treasure State Stars for the week, and we got a whole bunch of free stuff. We'll see you back here at 4 p.m. This has been Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine DeLands of The Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know 
If you've been in an accident, the advocates can surely help you. What sort of expertise do you guys have when it comes to uh, any sort of personal injury accidents, things like that? Uh, It's all we practice. Uh, You're not going to get an attorney who's practicing family law or in court defending criminal cases. All we do is personal injury. We're a multi-state firm, but I'm right here in Missoula. So we have the backing of a large firm uh, with just years of expertise there, too. Free consultations. You can find out more by calling 406-640-4444 or by visiting online 24-7 MontanaAdvocates.com.